the more money that you can save, the better. And there's never anything wrong with saving more money. Gonna get a lot of dough. Anything is possible. Welcome to Money Art of Mind. This is the part where we tell you that nothing we talk about should be considered financial advice. And this episode is for entertainment purposes only. I'm Gareth. And I'm Chrissy. We are the co-founders of Victrify, a technology-based education company in Georgia. We provide interactive and relatable financial education and content for schools and community organizations. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Money on Our Mind. This week, we're going to talk about cars and what you should take into consideration when purchasing one, whether it's the price of the car itself or how the monthly payments will impact your budget. We'll cover it all. And once again, we just want to remind you that we're independent. And so we are not going to try to influence you into buying a certain thing or saving a certain amount of money. We just want to be informative. Yes, we're definitely not car, car salesmen. So <laughs> you, you can find out more about our financial courses and services at victreefi.com. That is V-I-C-T-R-E-E-F-I.com. So before we jump into today's topic, Chrissy, um, I do have to ask, and unfortunately, I know this is the last week of it. So what is the last week's updates of Moneyville? So this week we had the Alder Women of Moneyville um, present their final instructions to the next city council of Moneyville. And for anyone that's tuning in for the first time, I kind of give a little summary every week, but um, you know... These we work with the Girl Scout country Girl Scout councils across the country, and um, we've partnered with one council out in Texas to put on a City of Moneyville event, which is where for eight weeks Girl Scouts participate as members of a city council, and they make all the budgetary, all the fiscal decisions. They're you know issuing fines and all new city ordinances. It's very fun. Um, but we wrapped it up. We just wrapped it up and it was such a fun event. We actually, the girls asked if we could go a little bit over just so we could keep talking. We were having some great discussions and each girl wrote a letter to the future city council, um, just kind of giving them instructions. We had a wild boar incident and everyone was really worried about that and containing the wildlife in the city. There was also um, still a discussion on changing the name of this. It was not let go from the, (laughs) no, Um, you know, so that was a suggestion. They also, you know, are really looking for the future city council to harness the hydroelectric power from the river that runs by the city. So it was really neat. It was a really awesome last meeting. So I'm going to miss this city council and the mayor is definitely going to miss her. Her city council. Oh, so <laughs> teaching good democratic principles, right? Yes. Passing off power. Yeah. And the hydroelectric discussion was just in time for the infrastructure bill. So exactly. look at that. <laughs> uh, so, Gareth, um, I hear you have a little anecdote to kind of lead us into our topic. So do you want to tell me the horrible thing that just happened? Yes. So very fitting for today's episode. Um my girlfriend unfortunately got into a fender bender. Oh, so gosh. she's now dealing with insurance and the payments that are required, but fortunately it wasn't her fault. So she doesn't have to worry about that, but very fitting for today's discussion oh. of cars and the different costs that are associated with them. <laughs> oh gosh. So yeah, hopefully she's not going to have to look for a new car. So, but gosh, no, what a, what a, she's had the worst not. week ever. So 
Everyone send good vibes, you know. Um, so I guess, you know, to kind of kick this off, you know, first, especially when you're in college or maybe, you know, right after you get out of college, uh, but especially in colleges that we'll focus on today, um, when you're thinking about a car, first of all, and buying a new car or new to you, you need to think of, do you even need a car? <laughs> you know, like if you live on campus, can you take the bus? Could you walk to class? Why do you need a car? You know, is there a job you have to get to? Um, do you have to get to class? How can you get there for the least amount of money is really what we like to encourage you to focus on, especially while you're in school yeah. and your funds are a little tight. Do you agree? And I know, I know <laughs> for the, at least for me, like the, my freshman year, I was living on campus and they just straight up didn't allow us to have a car. Mm-hmm. Um, so that um, obviously didn't require me to have a car. So I didn't have one, didn't have that extra cost in my life. Um, and I stayed on campus until I was a junior. So I had two years of not needing a car whatsoever. Um, so just to kind of echo that, like the longer that you can stay on campus and maybe arrange rides with your parents mm-hmm. or friends to go home or, or whatever it may be, it can end up saving you an absolute ton of money in the long run. So I didn't, I didn't need a car until I was a junior. Um, and so I saved two years worth of costs. So I'm not, I'm not sure about you though, Chrissy. Oh, so I guess my freshman year, we could have cars, but I never drove it. I drove my car, you know, took it to school. I used it a few times to go home. I really liked being at school though. So I didn't go home too, too much. Um, but I really didn't need it. I could have absolutely gone the entire year without it. Um, I lived, you know, just off campus the next year and we had a bus that went, so I also didn't use it very much and I would bum rides with my friends. So, you know, if this were me, it would definitely be more trouble than it was worth because like your girlfriend now, I got into some fender benders in college and I could have avoided that if I had just, you know, ridden the bus or ridden with friends. Um, so, you know, that's just the first thing to think about, you know, do you actually need this or do you just want it? You know, needs versus wants. So number one, but if you determine like you absolutely need it, we're going to talk to you about how to save for it. And then, you know, kind of what all you should consider when going to purchase a car. Um, So the first thing is, you know, our biggest advice is when you're starting to think about a car, you need to think about what you need it for. So like we said before, number one, what do you like? just, you just need to get around and it needs to be cheap. So while you're in college, the cheapest you can get. So you need to get from point A to point B. You want it to be safe. You might want good gas mileage. Maybe you live, maybe you commute to school and you know, you don't, you don't have like, you're not have the luxury like I did where I could just get up and walk to class. You need to drive there. So good gas mileage, but you just need to make a list of what's important to you. Um, and then also, you know, not necessarily buying new, buying used can really, be helpful. Do you have anything to add to that list? Uh, maybe not used at the moment, considering how expensive used cars are. Can I tell you that is insane? <laughs> it's like it's two thousand dollars difference right now. It's crazy. Yeah, it's absolutely absurd. Oh, um, in normal times, yes, <laughs> but you're right. But, you yes. need to pay, but you should pay attention to the market because if if it is only a little bit more to get new, you know, then it's probably worth it. Like right yeah. now, but. You know, under normal times, as you said, there's obviously a significant difference Maybe between like a, used a, car, <laughs> <laughs> a used car and a new car. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, obviously when you're in college, you don't need 
the Benz. You don't need the BMW, right? You just need it for utilitarian purposes in the sense of getting to class and getting back because, you know, in most situations, you're not going to have that money to spare on a car and you'd much rather be using that extra money for food or whatever it may be. Right. Yeah. Like the so, fun things. The like, fun things. Who cares how you get there? Just get there yeah. and then have fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I guess where, I mean, where we could start is, you know, obviously a decision when you want to buy a car is, do you want to buy it outright or do you want to lease it? Right. Mm-hmm. Because those are two options. Um, that are common and obviously on the different commercials that we see on TV, you know, it's always advertising X amount of dollars off, or if it's a lease, it's like, this is how much your monthly payment would be after an initial down payment. So I know that sort of where we come at it from is if we typically want to go used, especially if you're in college, um, or right out of college and, you know, money, money can be tight, especially with moving to a new apartment, affording that new apartment, furnishing that new apartment and everything. So if we're operating under the premise of purchasing a used car, you know, this kind of goes back to some of the the baseline principles that we teach in our courses is that you just have to build it into your budget, right? Mm -hmm. And you have to see how it fits in and whether you can afford what you want, or you may have to kind of downgrade a little bit. Um, And so kind of similar to what we talked about in the budgeting episode, you just have to build it into essentially what would be your debt or your needs, mm-hmm. right? Because you have to pay the car. You don't want to get it taken away. <laughs> exactly. Um, oh gosh, I think it'd be worse <laughs> losing all that, your down payment and everything. Ugh. And so, I mean, that, that's where, that's where I think we, we approach it. Um, and that's how we always think about it is just, you know, you start with your budget, you've got your, you know, your rent, uh, your potentially your student loan payments. And then you have to now knock on a car payment before you kind of get to your savings and sort of your discretionary money. Um, and then ultimately see, see what you can afford. Oh no, I absolutely agree with that. And, you know, kind of building on this, a piece of advice that we like to give is, you know, after you've kind of determined what you can afford just based on your own calculations if you don't need to buy a car, you know, this minute, if you're trying to save for it, because that's kind of what this episode is, it's, you know, how to save for what you want. So maybe you realize that you do need a car on campus, but you have some time to save. You can start setting aside that money that Gareth just mentioned, you know, like you can start setting aside, maybe you you can spend $200 a month on a car payment or something like that. You can start practicing setting that aside. One, that's going to help you just save money for your down payment for the car because you need a down payment for your car usually. And, um, two that, you know, then that will help you, you know, realize if you can actually afford that, like, did you make that calculation correctly? Or do you, you don't have that money. Maybe you just have $150 or, or less, you know? So if you are going to buy the car and make a payment, yes. Before we go any further, um, you know, some people might not be familiar with what like a down payment is. So do you just want to kind of expand on that? Let's do some key terms. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, When pretty much with any loan, so if you buy a car and you don't have enough money to buy a car outright, which especially like Gareth mentioned, you know, in more, in in normal times, (laughs) you might be able to buy a very cheap used car, but right now that's really hard to find. So you might be forced to, to, you know, take a loan out to get a car, Um, you know, especially with a new car when you're in school or you're, you know, 
a young adult, you're newly working, you might not have enough money to purchase a car outright. If you can, that's amazing. You save so much money, you're not paying interest. If you can do that, definitely do it. But probably you can't do that right now. Um, So if you're doing this, whenever you have a loan, you have to put a certain amount of money as a down payment. And it's just kind of showing your intention to buy. It's a certain percentage of the loan amount. And you'll be required to make that initially. So you not only have to have enough money to pay your, you know, your monthly payment, which will consist of the principal amount that you have to repay, which is the portion of the money that you borrow from the bank or whoever you borrowed from, plus interest, which is the money that you pay. That's kind of like a fee on top of that to borrow the money. So you'll pay that every month. And then you also have to have a good chunk of money for your down payment, which you can people easily forget about, but that's definitely something you need to save for. Anything to add on my key terms. And and those down payments typically, you know, they can range, right? So mm-hmm. like I know for houses, it's typically 20%. Um, for cars, it could be, you know, 10%, right? So if it's a $10,000 used car, you're going to have to initially pay $1,000 if it's a 10% down payment. Mm-hmm. And so that money you have to have at the time that you want to buy the car in order to afford it. And then after that, your monthly payments start kicking in which as Chrissy said, is going to be like your principal and your interest payments. Um, and so that's sort of what would occur when you go and purchase a car. I mean, the other thing too is, you know, insurance isn't necessarily cheap either. No, so, insurance stinks. <laughs> I mean, you have to have all those fender vendors, Chrissy, right? <laughs> exactly. No, and it goes up, you know, insurance is so great. You have to have car insurance. But if you do, you know, I hate to say it, I'm a much better driver now, but um, I did, I did honestly get into a lot of fender benders and if it's your fault and you are Gareth, do not laugh, <laughs> but I did, I would always, Oh, I hate it. I'd have to call my parents and be like, well, it's happened it again. again. <laughs> um, but you know, so, so if you know, that can go up and especially when you're young, your payments will be higher as well, just because you're riskier to insure because like me, you're more likely to, you know, have any kind of make some mistakes when you're driving and then they have to pay out. And so the more likely you are to get into a wreck, the more likely they are to pay money out for you. So they'll charge you more money to you know use yep. their insurance product. Yeah. So ultimately um, I think, right. That it's really in up to your personal situation in making sure that you take into consideration all of the costs. It's mm-hmm. easy to forget about a down payment. It's easy to forget about insurance. So you know, when you make that monthly budget that you're planning out for the future, you know, and you start saving for this car, you know, take into consideration whether you'll be able to afford the down payment for that specific car. And on top of that, whether you'll be able to fit in those monthly payments into mm-hmm. your monthly budget. Um, and I think that kind of gets you to a point as to giving you a good idea as to what you can afford or not. And, you know, unfortunately it sucks, but like sometimes you can't afford what you think you can afford. I mean, I know I went through that, you know, oh, I want car Y or car X. And then after running, we're just looking at the numbers. It's like, okay, that's not going to happen. And typically, you know, interest rates on car loans aren't low. They're typically high. So you really have to be careful of the loan that you get and be cognizant of that interest rate because it can cost you a ton of money in the long run. And I know, Chrissy, you're talking about this before, just how great it was to, you know, pay off your car, right? That's like an extra huge chunk of money each month that you can now do 
whatever you want was. It's, it is so wonderful. So I, um, you know, I drove my same car through college and luckily, you know, I didn't have to drive it too much when I was in school. So I didn't put too much miles on mileage on it, but, um, I drove that car for a couple years after I graduated until it basically just kind of died. You know, I, I'm a firm believer in driving a car until it dies. (laughs) I, that's just me personally. That's what I'll do with my current car. Um, but so I bought this car. I bought a super cute car. I, I just loved it so much. Um, I got a good deal on it at, you know, at the time it was a used car new to me, but I, you know, gosh, that monthly payment stinks. I did pay it off and, you know, it is so nice to not have that burden. However, the best piece of advice I've ever gotten, which has been great and I keep doing it now. And so it just kind of gives me like a whole, you know, a little nest egg for the future. But if you do get into the habit of making your monthly payments, once you pay your car off, my dad told me this and his dad told him this has been passed down the line. <laughs> but, you know, if you keep taking that payment money that you would have normally given to the bank and you just put it in a separate savings account, then every month you, you know, my my habits didn't change anymore. It took me, you know, years to pay off that loan. So I was kind of adjusted to not having that, you know, I, th- I think my payment was $250 a month and I was used to not having that. So then now I just throw that every month in an extra savings account. And so I have a nice little nest egg for when I need to get another car, but I plan on not getting one for a long time because I will drive this yeah. forever. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, so honestly that was such great advice and, and then it's kind of no effort at all. It is nice if I ever need to like one month, if I'm doing something special, I could pull from that or I don't have to spend it, but it's just a good, I automatically draft it in there and it's, it's just easy. It's a nice little trick. Yeah, no, no, that's great. So I guess just then a quick recap. Um, so obviously the optimal choice here is to be able to pay for your car in cash mm-hmm. all at once oh, so you don't have a monthly dream. car payment. <laughs> but um, most people, right, we don't have the the luxury of being able to do that. So mm-hmm. while that, that would be, that's the perfect situation, um, oftentimes it's not what actually mm-hmm. happens. The second, I guess, best option would be finding a used car that fits your needs um, in which you've saved enough for the down payment and the monthly payment of principal and interest isn't too much. And ultimately when you pay that car off, you then continue to set aside that money, but rather than giving it to the bank, you set it aside for additional savings. And, you know, that's something that we always encourage specifically, you know, within our courses, you know, it's the more money that you can save, the better. And there's never anything wrong with saving more money. No. So <laughs> I, that that's sort of how we approach it. And that's how we think about it. Um, and I don't know if you have anything else to add, Chrissy, but I think we can, we can wrap this episode up. Gareth, I think that's wonderful. That was the perfect synopsis. I think that's great. Um, but no, you know, thank y'all for joining us. We're excited. We're going to have a guest coming on. So, um, you know, be on the lookout for some upcoming episodes with our amazing guests from the College of Charleston. So, you know, we're excited to have more guests on the show and, um, you know, get to talk some more, talk with you some more. So. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. And just a reminder, you can find out more about Victrify at V-I-C-T-R-E-E-F-I dot com. Thank you, everyone. Have a great night or day. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.